Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, where we talk TTM, cards, autographs, and collecting, and a whole lot more. It is season four, episode 26. It is July 4th weekend, which I can't believe. We're into July. Summer has begun. The weather is nice here in Boston area, finally. And guys, you're listening to Nationally Ranked Sports Card Podcast, hosted by me, Jeff Baker. I am talking to you from Boston, Mass., and host co-hosted my friend and co-host mr drew pelto welcome drew good to be here as always drew first i think we have to we're very excited the youtube we have a new youtube uh, channel right kind of new it's a new address on it yeah i know it's very uh, exciting i when i saw it i was very excited for you it was like kind of almost like giving birth yeah because i mean i was sitting there i'm like okay i mean because right it's been you know just the way that YouTube assigns it, it's like if you've been there long enough, you can use your like login name. So it's like or your email address, I guess it would be. So my uh, lo- so it's just like YouTube.com slash Drew Pelto, which is fine. But if you don't know how to spell Pelto, it's just like it sounds easy enough. But I figure, all right, there's got to be some way that I can make this easier because the only other way is like there's YouTube.com slash you slash long string of gibberish. Yep. And I found out that, OK, well, no, I've been on there long enough. I have over 100 subscribers. I can actually get a regular name on there now. So now. It is youtube.com slash DFW Graffer. Hell of a lot easier to remember ah, that. Couldn't be easier. Yeah. You're branded. Wait, wait, Drew, you're officially a brand. Yeah, exactly. I am DFW Graffer. I mean, that's, I use it everywhere. <laughs> I've got it on YouTube now. I've had it on uh, Instagram for years now. I've used it on Twitter for a couple of years now. It's, I mean, it's my freaking website, dfwgraffer.com. So why the hell shouldn't I have youtube.com slash DFW Graffer? So I finally do. So if you want to catch my videos, make sure you go and subscribe there. And I would advise subscribing right now because tomorrow I'm going to have a preview video of my road trip that's going to be coming up this summer. So if you haven't hit subscribe yet, go to youtube.com slash DFWGrapher. Subscribe there. You're going to see my video. You're going to see all my TTM successes. You'll see everything I get in person as well. So there's a lot going on there. Subscribe, guys. It's fun. It's Drew's, a, Drew's a, a professional and he puts up great content. So check that out. Make sure you subscribe. Well, we have a really fun uh, show for you today, but we want to tell everyone about our radio show first, right, Drew? Of course. I mean, we're on the air on Saturday and Sunday mornings on the SportsMap Radio Network, uh, sportsmapradio.com. You can download their app if you don't have a SportsMap Radio station in your area. You can find out more about our show. It's called Sports Collectors Club. You can find it at sportscollectorsclub.com. And we're on the air Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern and Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern. Both, uh, same show on both those days. So make sure you tune in and check those out. Yeah, you can also listen to all our old shows. Co- copies of all our old shows are on the website, sportscollectorsclub.com. So check it out. Let Drew and I know how we're doing. And, uh, you know, we, we had a, a big week. It's Fourth of July weekend. It's going to be nice here in the, the Boston area for, for most of the weather. So we're going to hopefully hit the pool, the beach, and, and enjoy some time with the family. My birthday, I'm old. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I'm old. 
I was born in the 60s. My birthday is on the 7th, so we'll be uh, celebrating my birthday. And on the 6th, I'm going out to Manchester to see the Manchester uh, Fisher Cats, the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, uh, and check them out. We got uh, front row seats my wife got me, so we're going to check that out, check out the stadium, because uh, Drew and I are going in August, and we're uh, looking forward to that. And Drew, you got a big, you, you got a big week as well. I do. I mean, coming up, I've got two ball games on the way that I'm going to be going to on the first and the fourth had a game that I went to back on this past. What was that Sunday? I think it was Saturday, one of those days. And of course, the big news, I mentioned it last week is my stamp of approval because they were on their way to probably winning. My wife was about to uh, my wife was kind of staring me daggers as like, an OK, if they choke this away, I'm blaming you. But the Colorado Avalanche are your Stanley Cup champions. So very happy to see that. And yeah, it's been celebrating that and planning for the trip, finally starting to uh, buy some cards and stuff to get signed over the next couple of weeks or something. We'll talk a little bit more about that once I get into the stamp approval this week. But yeah, just getting some uh, trip stuff planned out and uh, purchased and just done for now. Yeah, you can follow Drew's uh, trip. You can follow him on uh, social media, but you can also follow it on our website, which is ttmcast.com. We have a button called Drew's Excellent Adventure, and he, we're going to post all of Drew's content right there with some videos, some pictures. We'll put all the successes up there. And you can, you can live vicariously through Drew. Uh, Drew, one question. Do you get, you know how they produce those box sets for the uh, the champions? You know, I saw there was a Golden State mm-hmm. Warrior one and there's one, I'm sure there's one for the abs. Do you buy those at all? I never have, but I probably will on this one just because of, I mean, my wife's probably going to want a copy of it. So I'll have to keep an eye out for it and, you know, see what Upper Deck comes out with for it. I'm sure they've got something on the way because, I mean, I don't know if they've done one previous years at all. I would imagine they have, but I know they did one like for the uh, Seattle Kraken's first year. So I would think, yeah, maybe they'll come out with an Avs Cup set, but I'll have to keep an eye out for it if they do. No, what's nice is they get to uh, feature a lot of guys that don't get their own card in the regular issue, which is kind of cool. I know I bought the Patriots one and the Red Sox ones in in the past, and uh, you get some of those uh, guys that weren't featured in the regular releases, but you go and you can, uh, you know, those are good TTM items because that's sometimes it's their the only card these guys get well guys we have a great show for you this week lots of to talk about uh we're gonna uh, be joined by chuck williams chuck played for eight teams in the aba and nba and we're going to talk to chuck about his career in professional basketball and uh he's a great ttm who loves signing autographs so we're going to talk to chuck chuck was a uh, a pretty good guard in his day and there's always he had a assist leader cards and he was he was a pretty good player in his day and uh he traveled around but it's because play teams wanted him because he was he was such a good player and he's really a real gentleman to talk to so uh, stick around for my interview with chuck Williams, and uh, next week we have a, a real special guest. We have the brand new uh, CEO of Beckett. His name is Kunal Chopra, and he was appointed CEO of uh, Beckett in May, the end of May. So he's a uh, the 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 seat is still warm, so to speak, and he, he's drying. The paint is drying on the walls of his his door. So uh, we're going to talk to uh, Kunal about what's learn what, what's going on with his plans for Beckett, and uh, he he was really forthcoming, and it was a great interview. So we will have that next week but this week we have chuck williams we in addition we have all our regular segments right true indeed we do uh, if i'll give a let me get my notes back up here but yeah we've got um baker's dozen of course to lead things off that is a rundown of everything that's in the sports collectibles news from the previous week ray schulte is going to be joining us here as well we don't have uh, les wolf with us but we'll have ray talking about some news upcoming for the national 
We'll have our usual making the grade segment. We're covering everything in the world of grading. We've got our stamp of approval. Jeff and I give our thumbs up to something or other from the previous week. The Vern Rap Minute covering any deaths that we have in the world of celebrity, whether it be sports, politics, music, actors, anything like that. And of course, the main reason why we're here and why you're tuning in our M returns. Yeah, wah, wah, wah. Not, <laughs> not, the, not the best returns this week. Guys, yeah, it's a slow one. Guys, we'd love to hear from you. We have a text line, which is 978-729-0662. You can text us. You can find that on our uh, website, which is ttmcast.com. We also have an email. We love to get emails from you guys. I, I get emails all the time, every week, from listeners and, and people that, that tell Drew should be running for president. Um, <laughs> Drew's, Drew's mother, his aunts, his cousins, his best friends, high school kids—they all—they all love Drew. So, if you want to tell Drew how great he is, or, or you know, tell me what a fool I am, you can send us an email to ttmcast at yahoo.com. There it is, Mr. Smooth. Ttmcast at you yahoo.com. See, I even messed up our email address. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Drew. Please email us. Well, that wraps up our introductions. I think, Drew. Let's get right into Baker's Dozen. Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there is always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Well, Baker's Dozen is a new summary of what's been going on in the hobby. Before we start talking about that, I just remind everyone about my article, my weekly article in sportscollectorsdaily.com. Hopefully you're checking it out. It's on TTMing and autograph tips. There's all sorts of cool stuff. I send, I put, I'll post all my successes there and some TTM tips, and Drew gives, gives some uh some stuff in there as well check it out it is at on sportscollectorsdaily.com usually post either monday or tuesday mornings and hopefully you're enjoying my article i'm getting a lot of great feedback from that so check that out i also want to remind everyone about the cards life the cards life tv show hosted by matt strom pitcher for the red sox i believe he got a save yesterday which is, is nice and uh he is the cards life there started their second season uh which is airing nationally across the valley sports uh, network and also on masson in uh, the maryland area and on msg in the new york area and on nesson in the new england area and it's it's all over the place but go check out the cardslifetv.com for said schedule see when it's it's uh, airing well you know what they featured they did a little segment on me so drew said i didn't do too bad a job Check it out. It's the Boston show, uh, Boston version of this month's The Card Life. The Card Life. Check out thecardlife.com. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I put my horn away. I'm done blowing our, our my own horn. <laughs> <laughs> we have some auction news to report. We do indeed. A one of one 2020-21 Panini Flawless LeBron James Triple Logo Man card sold in the Golden's auction most recently. They thought it might go up to $6.6 million, but uh, it went for a paltry $2.4 million. So uh, somebody getting a real bargain there, it seems. But also, I mean, that's $2.4 million, which is more than I'll see in my lifetime. 
25 bidders on that card. And it was actually pulled from a box just last month. Whoever the buyer or whoever the seller of it was spent only four, only quote unquote, $1,400 on this box, but pulled that card and got a nice $2.4 million payday on it. You know what, Drew and I will never see that that return because we're never going to be able, allowed to invest $1,400 in, in cards. My, our wives would kill us. But know what's interesting is that um, in the auction world, these cards are really showing up really quickly, right? There's a news yeah. of that it gets pulled, and then a couple of weeks later, it's up in the auction block. They're really uh, taking advantage of the the news, right? While it's still in the news, mm -hmm. while it's still fresh, and uh, you know, collectors are turning around and not sitting on these things, which is interesting, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it seems like I mean, strike while the iron's hot. The of course, the hobby has been uh, super hot here over the last couple of years. Seems like it might be cooling off a little bit, and I think that's kind of evidence of it right there. It's like card expected to go for six point six, only went for only two point four, but still, I mean, even if it's cooling off a bit, there's still a lot of money to be had if you pull something like that. Yeah, you know what? It seems like like this one and then the Mac Jones one that we talked about uh, last week, maybe if they sat on it for a, a couple months or even a couple of years that the value would be would be more. I don't I don't know. It seems like that they're they're just like, OK, it, it, it's hot in my hands. I got to get rid of it before before it cools off. And I don't you know, I don't maybe that's the right tactic. I don't know. But We'll see a couple other results from the Golden's auction in 1980-81. Tops Bird Magic Rookie card uh, was a PSA 10 sold for $660,000, which is a, a, a nice payday for somebody. Definitely is. I mean, that's honestly, I think I would rather have that than LeBron card there. But either way, I mean, those are two great cards, no matter how you look at it. You know, PSA 10, Drew, that, those don't go down. Right. That is very true. Uh, some other big auction news, a Wilt Chamberlain jersey from the 57-58 Kansas Jayhawks. His home jersey from that season, autographed by him, just sold at auction as well. Nearly hit the half million dollar mark on that. So, I mean, we've seen some big jersey sales over the last uh, last couple of months or so. There's just another one to add right to that list. Yeah, I love jerseys. I just don't have enough room to display them. You know what I mean? I probably have five or six autographed jerseys that I love to get framed, but um, still, still a nice take. Hey, this is a really cool one uh, you know, for Drew and I. Uh, starting lineups are coming back, which is yes. really neat. Uh, Hasbro and Fanatics will be reaching, uh, releasing the new starting lineups the, in September of this year. September 22nd is the tentative release date, and they're going to first versions are going to be NBA Legends, which is kind of neat. Panini's doing the cards, so it's a nice uh, partnership with Fanatics and Panini. And uh, I love that the starting lineups are coming back. I collected them when I, back in the day, and I'm sure you did too, too Drew. I did indeed. I actually still have a lot of the uh, Cleveland guys from the Browns, from the Indians. Uh, might have a Cavs one or two so i don't have from that time and uh, my wife has all the colorado avalanche ones on display i think i'm i mean i'm looking across right here and i think she's got five maybe six of them up there right now so still love collecting them anytime i can find them for any of my favorite teams yeah i'm going to keep an eye on that hopefully they don't they don't um saturate the market oversaturate the market with too many of them but um it, you know it's it's another nice collectible i just want a, a quick note uh nick andrews was on our show I don't know about, I don't know, a month ago, right, Drew? He's the, the gentleman that's collecting the 1986 uh, Flair basketball set to get autographed. And he, he's finished his set. Well, he's got one card he's trying to replace. He has a, he's looking for a Purvis Short card, the one that he has Purvis Short signed on the back. So he's looking for a perfect 1986 Flair Purvis Short card. If you have it signed, Nick will pay a, a pretty good uh price for it probably more than it's actually worth so just say if you have it send me an email and I'll, I'll hook you up with nick 
He's looking for a 1986 Flair Purvis short card that's signed on the front. He's finished the set, but he's now he's trying to uh, improve it a little. And congratulations to Nick for finishing it. We have some uh, national news to report. Just want to remind everyone that we uh, have our listener meetup at the National. We are going to be at the Boardwalk Burger Bar, which is in the Tropicana Hotel on Thursday, July 28th from 6.30 to 7.30. Drew and I will be there to meet everyone, talk TTM and collecting with you. Uh, Drew will even sign autographs. He'll, he'll, even, he'll, do, he'll, he'll record a voice, uh, a phone voice message uh, out, of, out of the office for you. <laughs> He'll do anything. We're gonna we're gonna have also we we'll also have some uh, giveaways, maybe some show trivia and stuff. So um, meet up. Uh, we are not buying everyone beers. We are not buying everyone food. But this is just a chance to 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 meet you guys and talk cards and autographs. Remember, we are at the uh, Boardwalk Burger Bar, Tropicana Hotel, Thursday, July twenty eighth, from six thirty to seven thirty p.m. You can uh, all that information is available on our website. We have a a button that's called national uh, and you can check on click on the national and all our national news uh, will be there so remember we have our boardwalk burger bar tropicana hotel thursday july 28th 6 30 7 30 hopefully you guys will stop by drew we have some new uh new signers and i added as well we do indeed before i get into that i do want to say also related to what you're saying about me signing autographs there is a card listed on trading card database that i am on if you look at my name you'll find it Nobody has it in their inventory on trading card database, but if somebody out there can find it, I will gladly sign a copy of it. So uh, be on the lookout for that if you ever come across. <laughs> Very but cool. as you were saying, yeah. But as you were saying, we've got a uh, five, well, four new names, then a whole cast of names basically added on. Uh, you've got a Hall of Fame coach from the NFL, Dick Vermeil, of course, a uh, Super Bowl winner there with the uh, Greatest Show on Turf Rams. Got Bill Mazeroski, baseball Hall of Famer, and hit the legendary 1960 World Series walk-off home run. Dwight Gooden, Dr. K, a, a longtime, of course, a great Met, Yankee, Indian. Not sure if he's with any other teams, but at least those three I can think of. Dominique Wilkins, Basketball Hall of Famer, of course, most famous for playing with the Atlanta Hawks. A couple other teams. I was a Celtic briefly and I think a couple other teams there, the Spurs, maybe one other. And, of course, just added on here in the last couple of days, six members of the cast of the movie The Sandlot will be there signing as well. I believe so. Six more added. I believe there's seven total that are going to be there, somewhere around there, at least most of the uh, – most of the kids from the movie, now adults, are going to be there as autograph signers. So the fact they're adding in names at this late of a juncture just shows, uh, just shows how, how popular the show is uh, for this season. Yeah, we and um, just a couple of uh, national news uh, items. The VIP packages are sold out. So I know there's still regular tickets um, for, for the national, but I, we had, I had a chance to talk to uh, Ray Schulte, who was the director of communications from the national. And, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk, we're going to be the, your national headquarters. So if it's, if it's happening at the national, you're going to hear it here, uh, here first. We have all sorts of uh, stuff we're going to talk about. We will have uh, Les Wolf's going to talk about the national next week. We have all sorts of stuff we're going to be talking about leading it to the show and at the show. So we will uh, hopefully make you feel like you're there, but uh, I had the pleasure of talking to Ray Schulte, who's the director of communications, just to get an update on what's going on at the national. Joining us from his home in Phoenix, Arizona, or I guess Arizona, right? You're not in Phoenix, right? Scottsdale, <laughs> uh, but that's a Scottsdale. <laughs> is Ray Schulte. Ray is director of communications for the national. And this is kind of a great kickoff to the national. We have the, we're, we're less than a month away and we're going to devote 
the whole month. So talking the national will be at the national. Drew and I will be there. We'll be broadcasting from the CSG booth. We will be in the Les's Wolf, Les Wolf's booth. And uh, we just want to talk national. And really the the guy to talk to now about the national is Ray Schulte. So welcome, Ray. Well, thank you, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Well, I figured I want to get you before you were, were, were out straight, you know, we're, we're about 30 days away or we're, uh, we're getting into the July 4th weekend and we're starting to kind of think nationally, you know? Well, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, but you got me a little late. I, I started about three months ago. So. No, I know me too, <laughs> me too, but not, not as much as you. Well, I know, you know, um, People are, are still have an opportunity to go to the national if, if they haven't purchased tickets and, uh, you know, especially if they're, they're kind of local and they can drive there. Why don't you let people know, you know, if they're, they're, they're kind of on the fence about coming, come to the national, uh, what they can expect about purchasing tickets and, and uh, you know, getting to the national. Sure. Well, tickets can be purchased online at our official website, uh, nsccshow.com. Uh, you can purchase your general admission tickets. I, I actually recommend pur purchasing them online because they'll be a little cheaper, but you can purchase them on site and uh, they'll be $30 on site. Um, you know, again, we'll have a, a lot of long lines and, and uh, um, but I, you know, so I recommend getting them online now. How about um, any of the special packages of the VIP package still available or, uh, uh, you know, multiple day packages? You know, everything is going so fast, so quickly. I would, again, I would just go to the website. Uh, there's a, a, there's a whole page for tickets, VIP tickets and, and general mission tickets. And uh, it will give you all the up-to-date information uh, as of today. Are you expecting uh, big numbers to the, at the show? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're, um, our expectations are high and um, you know, I can tell you that, uh, you know, our pre online, general mission sales have skyrocketed. You know, it's probably the most we've ever had. It is the most we've ever had, um, you know, pre-show, pre-event. So we're real excited about it and, and uh, everybody's talking about it. So, uh, you know, that's why I suggest everybody look online to get their tickets so they can, they can just walk in and get online versus, uh, you know, having to wait online twice. Do you know if there's any rooms available still in, uh, for hotel rooms, if people need hotel rooms? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough, but uh, you know, I would dec definitely, if you're going to, if you're um, deciding to come down, I would do it today um, as soon as possible. Don't, don't wait um, because again, rooms are going to be, are going to be scarce, but uh, you know, a lot of people will, will go outside of Atlantic city too, and just commute in. So there's, there's options, but, uh, but uh, whatever you decide, do it quickly. And we were talking beforehand, there's a lot of stuff going on um, after the show, so to speak. It's not just a, a baseball card show or a sports memorabilia show. There's all sorts of uh, social things going on as well. Yeah, you know, we have, you know, the Atlantic City is, uh, is a great destination. Um, we have so many things, you know, the show closes at 6 p.m. There's going to be so many other uh, events off-site that uh, you know, a lot of our corporate partners, a lot of our exhibitors, a lot of our media, people such as yourself will be taking advantage of that. And whether it's a cocktail dinner, a business dinner, social dinner, trade night, um, podcast, uh, we, we do, I mean, it's, it's great. And, and uh, you know, that's what it's all about for me is it, you know, they, they had that opportunity to kind of uh, get together. And, and I've always said it's a community 
And so both you know, on site uh, during the day, you know, that's fantastic. But also too at night, you know, when you get to socialize or business uh, for business reasons, it's the best place to be is at the national. So uh, we're excited about that. And you know, there'll be so many things going on that uh, you know, I know every night, uh, every hour is gonna be dedicated to something. Yeah, we're really looking forward to the VIP uh, party signer uh, signing on uh, Wednesday afternoon. That's going to be kind of kicking off the show, right? That's going to be the kickoff of the show. And then the, the show opens uh, for attendees later after that, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, it's, that's, that's, a, that's a time of day that I love because, you know, most people that, you know, the, the VIPs come and they enjoy themselves. And then, you know, with the, with the opening at uh, four o'clock, or 3.30 for the VIPs, you know, it's, it's kind of a mad rush to the floor because, you know, in their minds, you know, it's like, hey, let's get to all the good stuff first, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, the energy, and, in that, and the energy in that room is unbelievable. And that's no secret. I mean, that's, I mean, people can figure that out that, hey, let's, let's get to the good stuff before, before anybody else can get it. So it's, it's been traditional and uh, we're, we're expecting it to be uh, huge, and we've got a lot of dignitaries, a lot of, like you said, uh, stars will be signing at the VIP party. So uh, again, it'll be it'll be a fun fun day. And there's a lot of stuff going on on the Breakers Pavilion during the entire show, correct? Yeah, the Breakers Pavilion is, is sponsored by Whatnot now, and uh, we're very excited to have them on board. David Gelfman from Whipping Ripping Wax is uh, you know he's he's overseeing the Breakers Pavilion. He's and he's done this since the beginning uh, of bringing that pavilion in in on the uh, show floor. And so there's a lot of uh, a lot of the top breakers in the in the, in the country and the world will be there. And so that is something that uh, you know if you're coming and you're not familiar with breaking, uh, I would definitely go by there and check it out because it's uh, it's an eye opener. And I think you can get hooked to that. Have we heard if there's any going to be um, cool breaks, like a 52 tops break or any vintage breaks that, that we've had in the past? There's a lot of talk about some major breaks. And, you know, it's like anything else. It's, uh, it's in the air. Uh, it's in the conversations. But uh, I guarantee you that something, something will be historical. Um, you know, and I can't tell you which day and I can't tell you who's going to do it. But, uh, you know, just, just given the feedback and the conversations that I've overheard, uh, yeah, stand by. There will be some breaking news at the National. And what's kind of cool is there's always um, the iconic cards are there, right? The 52 mantles there, Hornus Wagner's there, and the Gaudis and Babe Ruth Gaudis. They, they, you, they usually make an appearance as well, right? Well, absolutely. You know, and Mike Burkus used to say, you know, if you can't find it at the National, it just doesn't exist. And uh, so true, so true. Uh, there'll be everything there. Uh, every every uh, vintage card, every you know uh, modern day card, uh, the authentication, the grading, um, the appraisals. Uh, it, 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 it's it's one of those like you know when I talk to people about you know if they're not knowledgeable about the hobby, I just say listen, wait, you know just come to the national and it's going to be all in front of you. Everything you need to know, everything you need to. Uh, inquire about will be uh, on one floor and you'll get good guidance and good direction and uh, and make some good decisions. So uh, we, we find out you know, there's a lot of first timers coming to the national um, you know, as a result of all the, you know, the excitement and the surge in the industry. There's a lot of people that are coming in that are new to it. And so 
you know, they're coming to the national to kind of, you know, uh, maybe maybe out of curiosity, maybe because they 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 need some questions uh, answered, or or they've got something that they they really want to, you know, decide whether hey, do we do we keep this, do we sell it, you know. Um, so it's 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 going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, I mean, we haven't, you know, the hobby's grown incrementally the last couple of years, and we haven't had a show. Uh, on the East Coast in a few years now. So I think we're going to see a lot of new uh, attendees, don't you? Well, you know, you know, if you look at it from the uh, last year in Chicago, uh, it was very strong. We had a very strong uh, show. And you can see over the course of the last couple of years how, uh, you know, we've, we've kind of you know, created a formula to, in, in terms of bringing in kids into the hobby. And the manufacturers and the exhibitors have supported um, you know, promotions and things that, that make it exciting for kids. But we're seeing more than that. We're seeing, you know, mothers, we're seeing daughters, we're seeing grandmas, grandpas come in, because I think what happens is, you know, they see their, their grandsons or, or their, their brother uh, excited about, you know, all these cards and they, they hear the industry, um, you know, talk about it and they want to be part of it. And they, you know, they, it's, it's now become a family oriented show, um, which is very exciting. And, uh, and I think this year too, you know, we're, we're kind of um, focusing in on, on women in the hobby. You know, and I think that's so important. Um, and if you, and if you look at social media, and obviously I do, I have to, I, you know, posting with the national and, and collectible media. You know, we see a lot of women, young women that are in involved. And uh, so it, that part of it is gonna be exciting for us to us at the national because we wanna see that grow. We wanna see women more involved and not only involved and, and buying and selling, but, but getting the recognition for, for all the accomplishments and all the success that they've had. Uh, throughout the throughout the year, and and you know they they've had a lot of challenges, but I think they're making great strides, and there's there's a community within the community that uh, you know that uh, has is kind of blossomed, and and we're we're supporting it in, in every way we can. And we got our friends from TriStar. They're bringing in you know the, they really slacked this year, right? They didn't bring they're not bringing in too many Hall of Famers or or legends. I, you know what? If there's if there's a legend that you want their autograph, they're going to probably be at the national. Oh yeah, but but also understand, and, and TriStar does a fantastic job uh, because you know they get inundated with so many requests. Remember, the national is is the major focal point. There's a lot of shows that are popping up throughout the country, a lot of local shows, regional shows, and, and that's all great. That's fantastic, and that that's growing the industry. But you know, as as an agent myself, you know when when you have the national and you have you know the draw that the national does you know you you're 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 going to your player and say hey you you need to be there <laughs> you need to be part of this so it's uh you know that's that's one of the great things about the national all the high profile players you know it, it's a great opportunity for them um, because it guarantees a, 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 a significant payday for them and it gives them an opportunity to to really talk and and reflect with a lot of uh lot of their fans whether they're current or former players and autograph advanced autograph tickets are still on sale they're going to be on sale all the way up until the, the day of the national is that true that's correct they're on sale now online uh you can go to tristarproductions.com uh, maybe the easiest way to do it and uh and then yeah on site tristar has a a, a booth there 
where they're not they're selling um, uh, merchandise. So if you if you if you didn't bring something with you and you want to get Julia serving to sign a basketball, you could actually buy a basketball there, or you could bring your own. And then yeah, we'll have a ticket. Uh, Tricer has their ticket uh, booth, and you'll be able to buy tickets for every player that will be signing throughout the course of the five days. And you guys have partnered with Tim and, and Signatures for Soldiers again, and uh, you're going to have an auction there uh, for Signatures for Soldiers? Uh, absolutely. Tim's great. Um, you know, signatures for Soldiers, MMI, um, fantastic cause. Uh, we're so excited to have Pristine Auction this year as the auction platform. And um, I think as we, uh, we have it scheduled now, we will be going live July 1st on Pristine Auction. And then, yeah, we've, we've already accumulated a lot of donated items. And, and I'll say to your, your viewers out there, if they want to donate, uh, just contact Christine Auction and, and uh, you know, we'll accept all the donations. We'll probably have maybe over 300 items that will be part of the auction going forward. But we'll, we'll be adding items right up until uh, Saturday uh, during the show. And it will end that Saturday night at 9 9 p.m. Eastern time. So very excited about that. And uh, it's, it's, it's always good that, you know, we as an industry, the national and the exhibitors, corporates uh, can, can feel good about giving back to the community. And, and that's why it was set up. That's why, I, you know, I always felt that, you know, we, we take and, we, and we, we come into a community uh, but we want to give back. And, and so it's been, it's been extremely well received and um, we can't beat the cause. Yeah. I mean, all the money goes to wounded veterans and, and it's a great cause. And Tim has done a, a yeoman's work and it's great that you guys have been able to partner with him. This is your second time or third time. Oh, wow. This is, this will be our third time, I think. Yeah, I think so too. So it's a great, it's a great cause. Just can you tell us a little about um, the trade night? That's something that I've never been involved in. And, uh, you know, is that, is it really for kids? Is it for uh, vintage collectors who, you know, who, who's, who's the trade night for and when's that going to take place? You know, we've been working, uh, we've been talking about this for a couple of years now, you know, at, at the past shows in Chicago, um, what they would do is a lot of the, you know, a lot of the um, uh, collectors would, would, uh, would get, go to the, the, the local hotels. And I, do, I remember coming back from a, a night after the show and there was like 400 people in my lobby. And basically they were just, you know, I, what I found out was that they were just trading and, and it was a trade night. It was kind of like one of those pop-up trade nights. You know? Yeah, sure. It just happens. And, and, I, and I come to find out that they were there till like four o'clock in the morning. And uh, so I, I was always fascinated by that. And then I, then I got to know Ryan Johnson a little bit, and um, and, and he was talking about uh, you know he was doing one that was really really like in the hotel lobby, uh, not hotel in in the hotel um, room, um, convention room, and uh, you know he had asked me if it would be ever possible to to come into the to, to the national into the in the convention center, and uh, so we we analyzed it, we looked at it last year, and we said absolutely so. This year will be the first time that the National has ever hosted a uh, trade night. And so it's going to be huge. Uh, and uh, Ryan is uh, partnering with Tracy Hackler from Roadshows. And sure. those guys are putting this together. They're, they're managing it. We're just hosting it. We're just uh, 
uh, you know, providing the the space and and uh, so. But to be in the be in the convention in the convention center is a first, and so we're we're excited about that. And uh, I know everybody else is excited about that too. So we'll have uh, I think Tracy and Ryan will have more official news coming up, but. Uh, you know, it's 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 not a secret um, because I I couldn't stop talking about it. I've been so excited about it. So, uh, uh, but it's going to be it's going to be a first for the national, and, and uh, that'll be Thursday night, and, and that'll be right after right after the show closes. Is that something you have to sign up for, or is it something you just go to attend? Oh no, you can just go to attend. Uh, uh, as I understand it, it's it's free. Um, all you need to do is show up at the convention center. If you're at the convention center, um, or uh, I'm sure within the next two or three weeks, we'll have more information out in terms of the logistics of it and uh, you know how, how to enter and how to get into the uh, trade night. Well, guys, the National is coming up. It is July 27th through the 31st in Atlantic City, New Jersey at the Atlantic City Convention Center. You can go to nsccshows.com. You can find everything there from tickets to autograph information to happening schedule. Um, is there any uh, tips you can give to people that are maybe driving in for the day in terms of parking, in terms of uh, beating traffic and that kind of stuff? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that you should do your due diligence, you know, go online for, you know, the Atlantic City, um, anything in, in municipalities and, and check out where parking is available. I know there's parking at the convention center, but I wouldn't count on that. And um, I'd get in early, make sure you get in early. It's going to be congested. Um, I thought you were going to ask me about just, um, you know, uh, entering the floor and all that. And I was, I was going to tell you that uh, my son and I are even working out right now because, you know, we understand you know, the, uh, you know, it's, it's, it can be grueling when you think about it. You know, you're talking about five days and, um, you know, you're on the go the whole time. You're, you're kind of sw swerving, swaying, you know, with, with people in the aisles and, and uh, so we're getting in shape. And, and I suggest that to anybody who's gonna be there for any period of time, wear uh, sneakers, uh, soft shoes. Um, shorts, t-shirts. Shorts, whatever, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, and, and, and bring, a, bring something, you know, bring water, or bring, you know, bring entertainment. But uh, you know, it's, it's funny because I, every, every year I go and, and you know, there's about 50 people that, that I promised that you know I'd you know stop and say hello or see or whatever, and it just it, it just blows by so fast and you're you're just like I'm a go the whole time, you know. There's always people you miss, and so I would I would uh, you know with with what you're looking for and what what you're excited about what your passion may be, I'd write it down. I'd write it down. And say, listen, these are the things that I want to accomplish when I get to the show. You know, I need to go to check out authenticity. I need to go check out grading. I need to check out this, check out that and, and do a checklist. And, and, um, and I think that that's probably the best way to kind of look at each day and, and at the end of the day, say, hey, you know, I was, I was productive today. I got this accomplished. Well, maybe I got to get this done tomorrow. Uh, but that that usually works. I've, I've known people who have done that and, and they uh, they swear by it. Yeah. Bring a book bag or something to carry your stuff in. Bring top loaders. Bring make sure you have pens and pencils and even Sharpies. You never know who you're going to stumble upon. 
bring if you have business cards, bring business cards, right? It's always great to have business cards. Um, you know, and and you're you're right about walking because the you know it's it's carpeted floor, but you know what? It's on concrete. Those are those are, those are hard floors. So after an hour or two on that floor, you start feeling it. You know what's so cool about the, the national Jeff is the fact that like even throughout the pandemic, you know, we all have made a lot of social media friends. And, you know, we've been communicating with them, communicating with them, buying, selling online. And this may be the first time that everyone is getting together to actually physically meet each other. And, and that's the exciting part where we have all these people getting together. So I would also, if you're, you know, if you're out there and you're coming, you know, when you're on social media, let people know, you know, that you're coming, let people know like where you're going to be or where you want to meet. Um, I think that's, the, you know, that's going to be important because, um, you know, the relationships that are, that are formed as a result of our industry, you know, you know, are, are captivated and, 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 and kind of, you know, enhanced when they get to the national. So, um, yeah, I, I would recommend doing that. All your, all your friends, let them know where you're going to be at the national, when you're going to be there and try to hook up with them. What's the tag that you're asking people to use for social media? Uh, NSCC22. NSCC22. I will certainly use that on all my tags. Congratulations, Ray. We have, we're, fast approaching the 42nd national in Atlantic city at the Atlantic city convention center in New Jersey, East coast. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> July 27th through the 31st. It'll be a great show guys. Check it out. It's nsccshows.com. Drew and I will be there. We will be a, in a couple of booths broadcasting. We'll put the, uh, our schedules up there. Our website at ttmcast.com. We have a nice, button that says the national all our national information is up there if you're a listener check it out uh, if you're coming to the national make sure you say hello to us if you see ray runner on say hey i saw i heard you on ttm cast <laughs> <laughs> so ray i want to thank you for your time i know it's a busy time of year for you and, and we you know really appreciate your support and i think it's going to be a great show thanks jeff i appreciate it too all right have a good one i'll see you see you next month yep Thanks, Ray. I'm going to run it this weekend. All right. Yeah. Give me a, if you have something like a, a graphic or something, I'll. Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Ray. Ray is, is a, uh, a great guy in terms of promoting the hobby and promoting what's going on. And hopefully you got some, some insight of what's happening at the nationals, all sorts of cool stuff. They got a new trade night coming up and all sorts of, of neat things happening at the nationals. So uh, watch, you know, listen to the, the podcast for national news and check out our website, uh, which is ttmcast.com and we'll have an, a national button there and don't forget our listener meetup which is going to be on thursday night drew we have some show, show news regular show news to talk to you to tell you guys about yeah i got kind of a, a pre-national show coming up here in texas the dallas card show which they seem to have every couple months or so next incarnation of that will be on july 14th through the 17th they're gonna have some nice autograph guests there too vince papali is going to be there along with uh, rudy rudiger Going to have Tony Tolbert and Rocket Ishmael all there, all signing autographs. For any info on those signers, go and check out DallasCardShow.com. They've got all of the info. Well, with the National coming up, we have a lot of new releases. All the companies are, are releasing their, their cards uh, sets before the National and uh, up until the National, I'm assuming. But uh, this is a cool one uh, that came out this week. It's 2021-22 Panini Chronicles Soccer. 
So uh, 15 cards per mini box, three mini box per master box. You get three autos or memorabilia plus eight parallels. And that goes for uh, $250. That's the 2021-22 Panini Chronicles Soccer. Got another Chronicles release coming this time in the football world. It's the Chronicles draft pick set that'll be coming out. Get uh, eight cards per pack and six packs per box. Among that, you're going to find three autographs and one memorabilia card. Slightly lower price tag on that one, $150 to be able to get that one. And our friends at Upper Deck have uh, the, the Upper Deck 2021-22 Allure Hockey coming out, which is uh, one autograph per box and one parallel. There's eight cards per pack, eight packs per box, and they're going for about $140. Got a, a smaller uh, product coming out uh, next week, due out July 8th. It's going to be the Onyx Vintage Collection football set for 2022. Get four cards per pack, one pack per box, only $50 on this, but out of that, you're going to get two base cards and two autographs. So two autos of uh, some vintage football players for 50 bucks, not a bad deal there. Nope, not a bad deal at all. And one other, one other new release that came out this weekend, um, the 2022 UFC Select cards. There's five cards per box, 12 packs per uh, per box. So five cards per pack, 12 packs per box. I'll get it right one of these days, Joe, I, <laughs> I promise. You get two autos and one memorabilia card. They're going for about $330. I know the WWE cards that, that came out, the select WWE cards that came out a couple months ago are hot, and those have been jumping in price uh, left and right. So, uh, you know, these these uh, secondary sports, uh, with, with all due respect, the 2022 USC Select have, uh, came out this week in the $330 per box. Well, Drew, I think that wraps up Baker's Dozen. We had a lot, lot to report this week. Uh, never don't own the hobby also so it's the news uh that and we love to let you guys fill you in and what's going on well next up we're going to talk about making the grade making the grade is sponsored by certified sports guarantee go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win making the grade is a summary of what's been going on in the grading community and this is just kind of a buyer beware right drew last call last call last call for cheap grading last call for cheap grading I feel like, yeah, we need like a big flashing sign, some sirens, bells, all that stuff to make sure you get your stuff in. If you're sending off to CSG for grading, starting on July 5th, their rates will increase. So you're down to your last days. You better get it in the mail right now if you haven't already. Uh, bulk grading is going to go from $12 up to $15. Economy from $20 up to $25. Their standard grading is going from $30 up to $35. And their express grading from 60 up to 70. You know, it's still a better deal than what you're going to find out of the bigger grading companies out there. So take advantage of that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a little bit higher than it was before, but it's not that big of a jump in price, but yeah, get it in before uh, July 5th if you can. Right. I think they've, they've uh, refreshed their shipping fees as well. So there's some savings on shipping as well, but we just want to let everyone know they got to be, get, be there before July 5th and with the holiday, you want to get them out in the next uh, couple days. So take advantage of that before the prices go up. Well, that wraps up Making the Grade. Next up is TTMCast Stamp of Approval. I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTMCast Stamp of Approval. Well, Drew, it's been a busy week. Lots of stuff going on. And, uh, you know, it's, I've been watching a lot of old movies. That's kind of been my, my, my go-to, you know, um, old movies and, and series on Netflix and stuff. And I watched uh, and I, I talked about it before a couple of weeks ago was The Offer, which was a great um, series on Netflix and it was uh, or Paramount Plus 
and it was a eight, I don't know, eight part series, I think. Well, that was all about the Godfather. So that um, spurred me to go back and start watching the Godfather. I watched Godfather one, which is as good as I, I remembered it. And then I watched Godfather two this week. And uh, you know what? Godfather two is better than Godfather one. It was a, it was a really good movie. So uh, it's really cool when you can rediscover old movies. And I, my stamp approval this week goes to the Godfather two, which I thought was better than Godfather one. It was uh, a great movie and uh, Al Pacino was fantastic in it. And uh, Robert De Niro's was fantastic. And it. it was just a really, really good movie. So uh, my stamp of approval, I know I'm going way out in a limb here, but <laughs> go rewatch Godfather 2. It is worth the time. I still have not seen any of the Godfather movies. I love Goodfellas, but still have not seen Godfather, any of them yet. So I might have to do that there if I get a moment here coming up soon. Yep, it is well worth your time. They're long movies. They're like three and a half hour movies, but yeah, it's worth it. All right, well, my stamp of approval this week goes to the website Sportlots and especially the good dealers on Sportlots because right now I am dealing with a guy that, oh my God, it's, I, I, wanted, I want to shoot myself dealing with this one. He uh, insists he sent his stuff out like, well, he said that he put it as being filled and sent out a week ago, but it's like, I don't have any tracking info on it yet. I haven't received it yet. So it's like, oh my God, dude, get it together, will you? And I've had problems with a few guys like that, but I want to highlight the good sellers on there because- there have been some great ones and I'm going to be dealing with them here when I'm buying stuff for the national, because I mean, right now sitting in my shopping cart are 500 cards. I'm hoping to get signed here in the next, uh, next couple of months there when I go on this whole big long road trip and everything. But I just want to mention, especially the sellers, jet cards, a card, man, BK cards, X, Brian SCS, CTTC dork and Nick 1981. If you're buying on sport lots, check those guys first. They have been incredible. I have, I bought at least $50 in items from them combined over the previous few years. Those guys have always had what I need. They've been great on their shipping, uh, shipping time, getting stuff out quickly, not having any missing cards, you know, keeping track of a very, uh, very accurate track of their inventory. So if you're the type that buys on sport lots, if you've ever used those, check those guys out first and foremost. I mean, they have been always great to me, especially jet cards. I, I typically message him and let him know, Hey, I need these cards by whatever date. And he has them in the mail usually within like a day or two. So if you're buying through sport lots, check those guys out. So big thumbs up to those guys. And most of the time to sport lots as a whole. Very cool. Drew is doing his part to keep our economy rolling, purring like it is. <laughs> so good, good job, Drew. Thank you very much. Well, next up, guys, we're going to have our burn wrap minute. Well, the Vern Rap Minute is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rap, who uh, passed away prior to me sending out a TTM request to him. And we do this as a, a service to our fellow TTMers, let people know who passed away in the world of sports and celebrity and politics. And we've lost a, a few this week. First, we lost George Sales. Seals. George was an offensive and defensive lineman. Uh, from He played from 1964 to 1973 for a number of teams, including Washington, Chicago, and Kansas City. He started at the University of Missouri. He was drafted in 1964 by the Giants and the AFL Chargers, but did not play with either of them and went on to play with Washington. He was a pretty good TTMer. He was 79 years old. Uh, we also lost Leo Posada this week. Posada was an outfielder for the Kansas City A's from 1960 to 1962. So early 60s there with them. And 
You may recognize his nephew. His nephew is some guy named uh, Jorge Posada, who was a longtime catcher, of course, for the New York Yankees. Leo was an excellent TTMer. I got him a couple times. He personalized everything that he sent back, but he's very quick to respond on those. He was 86 years old. We lost a, a trailblazer uh, from the a AFL days, and, and he played on, on uh, the 1972 Miami Dolphins perfect team. His name is Marlon Briscoe. He was the first black quarterback to start a game in the AFL. He played for Denver, uh, the Broncos. He played for Buffalo. And when he went to Buffalo, he ended up becoming a wide receiver. And he went, uh, went on to play with Miami. He played with the Chargers, Detroit, and he finished his career with the New England Patriots. He played on the Miami Perfect team in 1972. He was traded uh, to Miami uh, for Joe Delamalure, who was a, a Hall of Famer uh, for the Buffalo Bills. He is the only player to have uh, a pass intercepted by a New England Patriots player and later catch a TD pass as a New England Patriot. He, so he was a very versatile guy. He, uh, again, he played from 1968 to 1976. His last CTMs were in 2019. I believe he got, he got ill. Um, he was 76 years old. Uh, this week, we also lost uh, Joe Staten. He was a uh, first baseman for the Tigers in the early 70s. Played only in 72 and 73 seasons, kind of a short career, but uh, he scored two runs and had three RBI, which is two more runs and three more RBI than I have in my baseball career. So he was an excellent TTMer as well. Uh, he died at the age of 74. We lost Hugh McKelleny. I hope I got that right. He's a he's an NFL Hall of Famer. He was a very good TTMer. His last TTM success was in March of 2021. He was a running back. He played for San Francisco, Minnesota, the Giants, and Detroit from 1952 to 1964. Uh, he was 96 years old. We also lost George Izzo this week. He was a quarterback at Notre Dame. Longtime backup in the NFL as well from 1960 to 1966. He was the clipboard holder for the Cardinals, the Redskins, the Lions, and the Steelers. Uh, not a TTMer, I believe, but he died this week at the age of 84. And lastly, we lost Brig Owens. Brig Owens was a defensive back for Washington from 1970 to 72. His last TTM uh, success was November of 2021. He was a very good TTMer, and I think he got ill as well. Um, Brig Owens was 79 years old. Well, that wraps up Fern Wrap uh, Minute for the week. Our condolences and sympathy go out to friends and family for your loss. We are sorry for your loss. Next up, we're going to talk wah, 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 returns, TTM returns. <laughs> Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM returns. Well, guys, usually we're really excited talking about TTM returns, but I was shut out. I actually got one today, but I'll, I'm going to save that for next week when I have more than one to report. I've been actually picking up from some cards for the National uh, on eBay, uh, picking up a bunch of guys that are going to be signing. So that's kind of been my focus uh, the past, this past week, and I haven't, didn't, haven't gotten any TTM return requests out. My wife's birthday. I'm making excuses. I know. Wah, wah. So, so, uh, so let's play the, the violin for you, Jeff. My wife's birthday was this weekend. So we, we took her away for the, I took her, we took her away for her birthday weekend. So I, yeah, I haven't been doing too much CTM requests this week, but we will get back after. I don't, I don't know about you, Drew, but I don't like to send out uh, requests on a holiday week anyway. I think it's, I don't know. I, I seem to not get great returns during the holiday week. How about you? Um, I typically don't really pay too close attention to the calendar and stuff. I'll just throw it out there and hope for the best. And I think, yeah, guys may sit on a little bit extra. Cause I think I bet a lot of guys will kind of get through their backlog of mail on like those three day weekends, like around Memorial day. I tend to get a couple back right after Memorial day. 
And so it's like, yeah, if I send one out right now, you might sit on it for a couple months. So you might be onto something there. How'd you do on your returns? Um, not the greatest either. I, uh, like you though, I started picking up some stuff for the national. Like I got the, uh, 72 tops, Roy white right there. I've already got that signed for my set, but it's signed in black. I purchased it. So I might as well go ahead and upgrade into blue there. Um, I trade for a, uh, just, uh, yes, autograph. I collect uh, fins occasionally. So got that one traded and, uh, a fun one for the Corey Snyder collection here. Jeff, you can see this one saying 1989 tops Corey Snyder card. Nice. Front, but on the back, it's a card number seven, the record breakers, Kevin McReynolds card. So a wrong back Corey Snyder for my rarities on a Snyder collection right there. So very cool. I know you're a big Corey Snyder fan. So we, exactly. We have to try. Corey is, is a very nice guy from what I understand. Yep. Uh, maybe we'll try to get him on the show. That'd be really great. Yeah, he's a, I know for a long time he's a solid TTM or he's been kind of hit or miss lately. I actually mailed to his current team that he's with. He's, I believe, either manager or hitting coach with uh, a team in the uh, whatever used to be the uh, kind of Rocky Mountain teams there. It used to be the Pioneer League, I think, that uh, have gone into a college league there. But I did at least have two TTM returns this week along with my in-person graphing down in Cleburne. But uh, this week I was able to get Valerie Jenkins. Valerie is one of the top, or at least was, I think she may have retired from sport, but she is or was one of the top disc golfers in the country. She has a card in one of the Allen and Ginter sets. And so my friend Chris was like, here, here's a couple of cards. Try them out if you want. And uh, I noticed that she hadn't sent through a home address in a couple of years. So I tried the business address. She and her husband own a brewery out in Oregon. So I mailed out there and got those back about a three-week turnaround on those. And also a new addition for the uh, 2021 Tops Heritage set. Jeff will see that right there with Renato Nunez. Nice. That's a good that one. That one took about two and a half months to get back to me. And went across the Pacific. He is over in Japan right now. So I mentioned a couple months ago, I was sending some out to Japan. That was my first one I've gotten back out of that batch. So very happy to add that one in. And just another one there for the set. Very nice. Yeah, you know what? I picked up a um, like 25, 1976 Tops basketball cards in mm -hmm. an, an auction. I got it really cheap on, on an eBay auction. I wanted. There was I saw there was no bids on like, on this lot. And I said, okay, I'll put a bid in. And, yeah. and I got it. So, But I'm going to start. That's kind of my focus, I think, is I'm going to start working on the 1976 basketball set. There's a lot of good TTMers in that set. So I know it's always great. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm never going to get Pete Maravich or some of these other guys, but <laughs> there are a lot of TTMers in that in that set. So I think I, I think that's going to be my, my focus uh, for the my, my next set I'm working on. And, uh, I, you know, I'm going to and when we get to the national, I think that's a good idea to look at those Allen and Ginters and see if you can get some of those those uh, secondaries sport people that appear on Ireland and Ginter and um, are, are kind of seen it seem to be like they're easy pickings for TTM that you don't really address, you know? Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a lot of them, even in kind of the non-sports world. Cause if you remember back last week, I mentioned getting a uh, Dr. Lawrence rocks back, who is, I mean, he's a chemist of all things. He got a card on there, but it's because he's done work with uh, chemistry and baseball. So it's like, there's always some kind of connection that some of those people can have to the sports world, even if they're not directly sports related, but those are always fun ones to send off to. Cool. Thanks, Drew. Well, that wraps up returns to the week. Next up, we're going to have our uh, weekly TTM interview. Well, I guess it's a TTM cast interview, right, Drew? Yeah, close enough. <laughs> this week's interview is brought to you by Certified Sports Guarantee, csgcards.com for superior sports card certification and grading. Well, this week I, I had the pleasure of interviewing Chuck Williams. Chuck played eight seasons professional, professional basketball. He was a, a guard, played for a bunch of ABA teams, and he finished his 
NBA career, who then in the NBA after the merger with the Buffalo Braves, he is uh, on a bunch of uh, leader cards, assist leader cards during his career in the ABA. And uh, he's a pretty good player. He, he played in a couple of ABA All-Star games, including the final ABA All-Star game with that's the famous David Thompson, Julius Irving dunk game. Uh, the dunk contest game so he uh, we talk about that we talk about his time in professional basketball and we talk about collecting and signing autographs he loves signing autographs so please enjoy my interview with chuck williams but first here's a message from our friends at csg get your sports cards graded by csg on site at the national csg is thrilled to be your on-site sports card grader at the national Skip the shipping process and bring your cards to booth 1445, July 27th to 31st in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Also meet the CSG experts, pick up swag, and take part in exclusive show giveaways. We will see you there. For more details, visit csgcards.com. Joining us from his home in Colorado is former professional basketball player in the ABA, my favorite, in NBA. His name is Chuck Williams. He played uh, for eight years and played for multiple teams in a, in a stellar career, an all-star career as a, a point guard out of the University of Colorado. Welcome to the show, Chuck. Well, thank you, Jeff. Nice being here. Chuck, when I thank you, I, I I'm thrilled to have you. When I when I when I look at your your career stats, the first thing that that sticks out to me is how many teams you played for. Was <laughs> was you know coming out of Colorado? Let's first talk about coming out of Colorado. Uh, you got drafted by the 76ers in the draft, but you were kind of late in the draft. How did your your um, your tryout with the 76ers come in, and how did you end up deciding to to continue with a professional career? Well, as you said, I was drafted by the uh, the 76ers, and uh, this was in 19, a long time ago, 1968. Um, they, the number one draft choice then was Shaler Halliman out of uh, Utah, Utah State. Um, and they brought both of us back to Philadelphia that summer to play in the, the Baker League. And that's the, the, the well-known pro-am league uh, where NBA players and, and uh, amateur players would uh, play during the summer. So uh, we, <laughs> we, uh, we, we played that, uh, that summer. Um, and, and this is when they had just won the world championship also with Will Chamberlain. That was a, sure. that was a great team. Um, I, played my coach during that summer was John Cheney. I didn't really know John that well at the, you know, he's a hall of fame uh, coach from uh, Temple University. Yeah, but I went, uh, to, I went to UMass. So we have a huge uh, rivalry with, with Temple and John Cheney. So oh, I'm very okay. with Mr. Cheney. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, John uh, was uh, quite the coach. He, he certainly helped me out a lot. He, he, uh, he taught me the, I was always a good defensive player, but he taught is a little different playing in the pros. And so he supported me in doing that. And, and also he really pushed me to shoot the ball as much as possible, which was great for me. But unfortunately during that summer, midsummer, they made a trade for Chamberlain. And when they traded him to Los Angeles, uh, they got five players. And one of them was an all-star guard, Archie Clark. Sure. So that was the spot in which I was supposed to, uh, uh, supposed to take. So 
Uh, I did not, I was actually the last person they let go out of training camp. Um, Jack Ramsey was the, the coach at that time period. So, you know, they, they Baltimore wanted me to come down and, and to try out with them, but I was a little disgusted with basketball at that point. And so I came home, went back to school at the, at the University of Colorado, still continued to play in some AAU kinds of stuff. Uh, and then about a year and a half later, the Sixers asked me to come back, try out. I had a good, good tryout, but uh, Pittsburgh in the ABA, and this was 1970, asked me to come and I, I went and what did I know? I went and tried out and at the very end of that day, they offered me a no-cut contract. So, so where do I be, sign? <laughs> that, uh, that began my journey in the, uh, in the ABA. The ABA has been so romanticized over the years. You know, it's just because I guess think, think because there's not a lot of film and there's a lot of not a lot of um, records from it. Uh, is do you do you have a, a soft spot for for the ABA? Oh boy, do I! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I six years I played and and played with various teams and. And, you know, the, the ABA was a, a, a bit of a, a rogue league at the time when they, they started it. But uh, as time went on, there became better and better players. Um, and, and, and in being traded, and there's various reasons. Everybody in the ABA was, was traded around yeah. <laughs> quite a bit. That's the reason for me playing for so many teams. But, uh, but in doing that, I was able to play with against a lot of guys, but I also played with a lot of the same guys that uh, were competitors of mine. And uh, and I, you know, while things were a little difficult back then, um, I have nothing but fond memories of, of competition, uh, great friendships in which I, I still have, um, you know, the uh, there was a 50 year anniversary of the ABA uh, in 2017 and uh, uh, Denver uh, hosted some things for former Nuggets. They, they, they brought me back. That was very cool. But uh, the Pacers did a 50 year anniversary and they invited as many of the players back as possible. And so there was over a hundred guys that, that, that came back for that weekend. It was like old home week. It was, and uh, seeing guys you hadn't, hadn't uh, talked to uh, for, 30, 40 years <laughs> or more. Um, and we all reminisced about the, the time period. But, uh, you know, we, we felt like we, boy, we, we felt like we really changed the game when they merged the league. So it, it really wasn't a merger. It was a consolidation of four teams coming into the NBA. Uh, that first year in the NBA, the all-star uh, team was made up of there were out of 24 players 10 or 11 of those were ABA guys and um, and we felt like we really changed the game of basketball but NBA basketball at that time was really dominated by big guys uh, it was a slower uh, slower pace game uh, the ABA was dominated by guards and small forwards and it was an up and down league and also it was uh, a game that was starting to be played above the rim, dunking uh, sure. with uh, the, the David Thompsons and the Julius Irvings, and I can go on and on, that, that played above the rim. And so it was a much more exciting game. And, and, uh, and, you know, we feel like 
the way the NBA is playing now is a lot how we played back in the back in the day. So um, yeah, nothing but fond memories with uh, with my time in the NBA. Speaking with Jack, Chuck Williams, Chuck played eight seasons in, in professional basketball, including uh, he played with the Pittsburgh Condors, the Denver Nuggets, the San Diego Conquistadors, the Kentucky Colonels, the Memphis Sounds, the Baltimore Claws, the Virginia Squires, and he finished his career two years with the Buffalo Braves. Are you, do you feel like a little man without out of country because all those teams they, yeah, they played bit. are no longer? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't play for Virginia. And uh, I did the Baltimore Claws was uh, the, they had moved the Memphis Sounds to Baltimore um, and a group had supposedly purchased it, but it really never got off the ground. Okay. It, I think there was a preseason, uh, some games there, but they folded very quickly. Um, thank goodness I was uh, selected by the Nuggets, Larry Brown, to come play um, that year. I think it was 75, 76 with the, uh, with the Nuggets, which, which happened to be the last year of the ABA. Um, and so, um, so yeah, no, I, I, you know, I played with Denver twice, once when they were the Denver Nuggets, I mean, the Denver Rockets and, and, uh, and then they changed their name. I had, they let me go in an expansion draft to San Diego and thank goodness they did. That's, I was coached by uh, Casey Jones, and that's when I made the all-star team that year. He, he really let me, you know, pretty much run the team. Uh, but, but then some things happened, went, went away, and then ultimately came back to the Nuggets um, and had a, had a great year. That was, that was the year we went to the championship and played against uh, the Nets uh, with Julius Irving. And we, were, we were favored to win that series. But unfortunately, uh, Julius had another idea and a couple of <laughs> few of his teammates, uh, Julius elevated his game and, and he, he averaged 37 points on his, uh, on Bobby Jones, who was a great defensive player sure. who ultimately became his teammate in Philadelphia. So we lost in, um, we, we lost in six games to, uh, to New York. You got to, uh, you played in, and this is kind of uh, different. You played in the last ABA All-Star game, which is 1976 when you played for, we were, they played, uh, the All-Stars played the Nuggets, right? They played the team that was right. in first place that year. And you kind of had, you, you had a, a front row seat for, um, you know, what's ultimately the, probably the, the, the greatest slam dunk contest of, of all time with, between David Thompson and Julius Irving. You were right there. Well, it, it certainly began the, the dunking contest. And yes, that, uh, you know, McNichols Arena um, was a, a brand new place at that time. And the, the seating capacity was 17,000 people. Well, they broke the fire code and they had over 18,000 people in that place. It was jam packed. Um, and yes, they had the, uh, the slam dunk contest, which was really, yeah, I was sitting right there on the floor, um, and watching these guys do their thing. I mean, it was, it was really pretty incredible. And then, you know, of course, Julius does his, he, he backs up all the way to the other end of the court and runs down and jumps from the free throw line. The 18,000 plus people just went crazy. <laughs> They'd never I'm sure. seen anything like that. So yeah, that was a, that was an exciting, that was an exciting time. You know, the Nugget team played against selected all-stars. 
So, um, and it was a, a great game in which the Nuggets won. Yeah, you, you guys, the Nuggets came back, right? You guys came back and had a huge fourth quarter and yeah, won the game, which is kind of cool. Do you feel like um, if the ABA did not merge with the NBA, that the, the ABA was gaining momentum and really could have been, uh, you know, run neck and neck with the uh, the NBA? Because the NBA was kind of uh, in, in a crossroads uh, at that time. Yeah, and that's that's uh, that's exactly right. You know, the, everything comes down to finances, and uh, and I I know that was one of the reasons why the the owners of these various teams uh, they were pushing to to merge with the NBA to for from a from a financial standpoint. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys, and, and some of the coaches felt like uh, it wasn't a good move to go to the NBA that we had a much more exciting um, uh, game and we were we were <laughs> we we were gaining all most of the the great players coming out of college at oh yeah time. and we <laughs> we had we took we when I say took the the ABA took the the best referees during that time period from the NBA that came to uh, to uh, officiate in the ABA and then some of the some of the NBA players uh, became in the last few years came to uh, to play in the ABA also so um, yeah it would have been nice to, that uh, they were you know they the NBA did not want Kentucky to come into the league and I don't know why because that was a great franchise uh, down in Louisville uh, and they had an attendance that was much uh, much better than most of the NBA teams, but uh, they didn't want them to come in and they didn't want the spirits of St. Louis to, uh, to come in either. Um, and by the way, Bob Costas, that's where he got his start sure. with the, the spirits of St. Louis. So, um, but in, but in any event, uh, they, you know, they, they merged the leagues and it is, it is what it is. Um, unfortunately, we, we think, and there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's been going online with on Facebook that uh, that guys have you know the guys have felt like the NBA really did not recognize the ABA and the ABA players like they sh they should have. Uh, it was a matter of they wanted certain players coming in the league. They obviously wanted Julius Irving and Doc or uh, uh, David Thompson and. And, uh, and a bunch of the guys, but uh, it's, it's not like they really honored the game uh, and what the ABA meant. And, you know, the, the ABA started the three-point shot, um, which is prevalent. I mean, if you don't have three-point shooters on your team now in the NBA, you're not going to win. I know. Watch uh, the NBA finals. That's even up 45 uh, a game. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Um, you know, the all-star weekend, that was all, that was all, uh, uh, ABA and, and the celebrities that, that, that were there. Um, but yeah, they just, they, they felt like they didn't honor the ABA guys like they should have. Did you have a, a stadium or a team that you enjoyed uh, playing in the ABA is, you know, just harking back to, is there a place that you really, uh, you know, a stadium that you liked or fan base that you really liked? Um, uh, 
Well, you know, it was always it was it was great to go to New York and in Nets they played in Long Island, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I always felt and even when I was in the NBA with the Knicks, the, the fans were very educated. They were they were educated, uh, uh, you know, basketball fans and new statistics, new players, and so it was always it was always fun to uh, to play there. Um, Pacers. You know, Indiana basketball has has always been big time in high school, college, and, and in the pros, and so it was it was great playing there too. San Antonio was another one that was they were rabid fans, and and uh, it uh, I remember one time you know Larry Brown made some comments about uh, San Antonio that the only good thing about San Antonio was the guacamole. and 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 why did he say that because i think the next time we were there people were throwing guacamole at him when he coming out of the from the dressing room so we're speaking with chuck williams chuck played eight seasons of professional basketball in the aba and finished his career with the buffalo braves of the nba we're talking about his career about the aba and we're going to talk a little about uh, dealing with autographs and, and dealing with fans. But first, just one a couple of questions about the, your career, Chuck. Uh, you played with so many guys. Is there any? Is there a favorite teammate that you had? Somebody that made you a better player, or or, or that you really think you helped make them a better player? You know, I played with a a guy, uh, Stu Johnson. Stu was out of Murray State. He was six nine big shooting forwards. Stu could, he could shoot, score from three-point line in. And uh, so, and I played with him on a couple of different teams. And I, I, I think we made each other both better players. I know he liked playing with me because, uh, you know, I was pretty good with assists and he would, he would spot up. So he got a lot of, a lot of scoring and, but just, he was a teammate, a roommate of mine, um, and uh, you know I think we that was a good relationship. Stu is now and he's he's been living in Sweden for for quite a quite a long time. He, he went over and played basketball in Europe after his time in uh, in the ABA. So uh, yeah, I I enjoyed uh, I certainly enjoyed playing uh, with uh, with Stu and and obviously the guys on the Nuggets. I mean David Thompson and Dan Issel. Uh, you know, and Bobby Jones, it was, those were, those were, you know, great guys to play with. Was there anyone that you, you know, you looked at the schedule and you, you know, you, you said, oh no, I'm going to have a tough night either guarding this guy, or I really don't want to go inside and, <laughs> and drive on this guy. Was there some, someone, someone that you, you said, uh, maybe I don't feel so good tonight. <laughs> well, I tell you, uh, James Silas with these the Spurs. Sure. You know, he, he played alongside George Gerben. And James was, you know, his six-three guard, strong. Um, you know, when he was younger, uh, I got him, and but he matured and, and he started getting me <laughs> <laughs> when it came to scoring. He yeah, he was just uh he was a great guard. He was strong and he was, you know, 15, 17 foot shots. He could get to where his the position and, uh, and he would draw fouls. Um, and so he was probably the toughest guard that, uh, that I had to, that I had to play against. 
although there were a lot of great guards. Matt Calvin was another one he, yep. with his, you know, he was a smaller guard, but he was fast and, and quick and uh, good score uh, and a big time competitor. So, you know, it was, it was always a challenge in guarding him, but uh, um, John Williamson, uh, the New York Nets. Nets, you know, yeah. Yeah, John actually, um, in that last game that we played there when they beat us for the championship, uh, we held him in pretty much in check the first half, but the second half, he just sort of went off and, uh, he really, he really helped that team, uh, come back. We were, we were up by 22 points in the wow. third quarter and, <clears throat> and a lot of us felt at that point in time that the, the referees swallowed their whistles because they started to press and we felt there was a lot of fouling going on that they did not call. <laughs> but, <laughs> so they came all the way back from 22, 22 points to beat us by, I don't know, six, seven points. How about um, inside intimidators, the big guys? Is there anyone that, that, that you, didn't, you didn't want to go driving against? Well, you know, obviously, Artis Gilmore is one of the, <laughs> is yep. one of those guys. I mean, Gardas at seven two uh, was a uh, yeah. You you had to think about uh, going to the hoop when when he he was in the middle. You know, Darnell Hillman uh, with the Pacers was was one of those guys. Um, yeah, but those probably those those two were the ones that uh, Billy Pulse the Whopper was yeah. uh you know, but billy while he was not the jumper he was a small i mean a very smart uh basketball player and so you had to know where where billy was um yeah it was it was fun competing against him also do you have any memorabilia from from your playing days did you keep did you collect autographs or uh, uniforms or any memorabilia you know, from playing days i um i don't uh, have uh, there uh, quite a while back there was there was a memorabilia company that uh, had uh, gotten in contact with me I can't even remember I think they were out of Florida I think and they asked me if I had uh, certain ABA basketball um, I did um, and they were willing to pay for that so I you know, it was just sitting in my closet. I didn't think too much of it. And it's been many years ago. Uh, so I sold that. And I also, and I, I sort of kicked myself about this. I sold my all-star uh, uniform. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I did. Um, I, I sold that. But, um, but I still have my all-star ring, the, the Nuggets all-star ring. And, and I've got a bunch of, um, well, I've got a bunch of old programs from all the teams that I played with. I mean, these are the original programs, which I look at. I don't look at very often, but I go in a box and I pull them out and it just brings back a flood of memories. That, uh, and there, there's cards and that, that kind of thing. When it's, it's unbelievable to me. We're, we're talking 50 years out now. And I have been getting, and I'm sure all the rest of the guys, I've been getting people sending me my old cards to autograph this has been for several years and it seems to be picking up because as of, well, as of this week, I've had six cards, uh, uh, six envelopes sent to me from six different people and I'm getting them from Europe also. Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> France is, uh, there's been a few people from, 
from France and, and Italy who have sent my cards to be autographed. I don't know what's going on, but uh, you know I'm good about that. I I I, I will I will sign them and and uh, hopefully they uh, they enjoy them. Do you have any favorite cards? Any cards that you really liked from uh, you know top cards? Um, no, I, you know the Nuggets made up some cards for us that uh, with with Billy Keller from the. Uh, from the Pacers, he was he was guarding me. That that that's sort of fun. Um, got some old San Diego Conquistador cars that are that are sort of nice. That brings back a lot of good memories. Um, I like you your know, rookie people, card, the one your your Pittsburgh condo card, where you're holding the the ABA oh, ball right yeah. in front of you. I like that one. Yeah, you know it's interesting. Um, well, I'll 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 say that you probably don't know this, but uh, I was just recently. Um, I went into the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame. Oh, congratulations. Well, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's a huge deal. Um, and that card, they, they did portraits of all the, the people coming in. And uh, they used that card with just, you know, my, my head shot there. They, they did a portrait of me, which is now in the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame Museum which was really pretty cool. Yeah, that's really neat. Yeah, yeah. I like the uh, I like the other one, your Buffalo Braves one where you're you're kind of, you're you they they have you show show you uh dribbling the ball. I think it's a 78 card or 77 card maybe. Sure. Right. You're you're exactly right. Yeah. When when you were playing uh did you ever go into a store uh, a grocery store a uh, 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 drug store to pick up a pack of cards to see if you could get your own card? No, never did. You know what's funny? I always ask that no. question because as a card collector, that would be the first thing I would do. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, yeah. I want to get my card. I'd be buying yeah. pack after pack to see if I could get my, my, my no, card. No, I, I, you know, I, it's, I never really thought about these things, these likenesses, these pictures and, of, of myself and as a, from a collector. I mean, there was, when I was with the Nuggets, they uh a pepsi they had our pictures um individual pictures on the pepsi cans and i've 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 kept that uh, a few family members have that um but no I, I i never did go in and i never thought about memorabilia kinds of things if i had of you know i would have kept a lot of stuff were you a collector as a kid no you didn't collect baseball cards or anything as a kid no uh-uh. no did you, you know, you mentioned you, you, you get uh, half a dozen requests for autographs and you, you kindly sign them. Um, it, I always, I always, one of the reasons I started this podcast was, was I always wondered what athletes thought about getting uh, requests from people that they didn't know. Is, is that, are you taken back by that still? Or do you, uh, are you honored by that? Or is it, do you just kind of don't really understand it, but, but, but comply or what's well, your thoughts I, on that? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm honored by that, that, that people would want to, uh, you know, have an autograph of my likeness from my, my playing days. <clears throat> I don't, I don't understand it that much, but, um, you know, I know that, and, and hopefully, well, the, the, the memorabilia side of it, you know, is a financial thing. Yep. And I know a lot of the guys, uh, a lot of guys have sold a, lot, a number of different things and made some pretty good money from that. I, I just didn't 
I just didn't keep a lot of stuff. But uh, no, I'm I'm honored to be able to uh, to you know sign an autograph and uh, and I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm at the point in time now even at my age that uh, if a card doesn't come in I'm wondering what's going on. <laughs> Did they forget about me? Did they yeah, forget that's about exactly. me? <laughs> right. We're, we're speaking with Chuck Williams. Chuck's played eight seasons of professional basketball in the ABA with a number of teams, and he finished his career with the Buffalo Braves in, in the NBA. And we're kind of talking about his career and talking about uh, autograph requesting and get and, and signing cards. And, and Chuck has been kind enough to sign a card for me. Um, do, do you have you gotten anything in the mail that you, you know a picture that you hadn't seen in a while or something that you never saw that you're like oh wish I I wish I think I'll keep this one. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the there's been a few pictures eight uh, eight by tens that people have wanted me to sign that I, I hadn't seen and, and they they they'll tell me you know do I want do I want to have a picture and I'll I'll reply yes and they'll send me they'll send me pictures. So I have a, I have a few that uh, I've never seen before. That's kind of cool. Now, yeah. um, uh, is there a, uh, a moment on the court, either you, you hitting a game winning shot or something that you kind of every once in all pops in your head. That's kind of brings a smile to your face. Is, is there a favorite moment for you uh, from your playing days? Well, one really stands out and that's when I was with the nuggets. We were, in the playoffs with the first and only, well, first round with uh, the Kentucky Colonels. Mm -hmm. And um, Kentucky had a very good team. Hubie Brown was the coach of that team. And um, we, we were down to them two to one. And we were playing, we were playing in Kentucky. So if we'd have lost that fourth game it's pretty much over that we would have lost the series well it uh, it was a back and forth game and it came down and we were I think we were tied I think we were tied and um it came down to the last shot we had the ball Larry Brown drew a play up for David Thompson obviously to get the the, the, the ball to take the shot they took a ball out on the out of bounds and David comes up and they double team him. David gets the ball, turns, and I'm about 20 feet out, turns and throws the ball to me. And I, you know, I hit nothing but net to win the game. <laughs> <laughs> and you turned and, around and said, see, I do this all the time. That yeah, was nothing, that's right? Exactly right. Yeah. So we, it went, uh, it was two to two then we went back and were, ultimately we won the series. But if, if, if I hadn't hit that shot and we hadn't won that game, I, I don't believe that we would have uh, won that series. Do you so watch that, much of, do you watch much of today's NBA uh, basketball game? I, you know, certain teams I'll watch and, and, and I, I just love, you know, obviously I, I, with my association with the Nuggets, I I watched the Nuggets the Nuggets play and uh, and and love this this young center that we have, Jokic. Uh, he's, oh, he's good. He's an, he's an amazing he's an amazing player. But I but I also love to watch the um, the Warriors play when they are playing their game. That's the way the game should be played. I mean, they move the ball. They, they're 
cutting back doors, there's constant motion, there's high picks, there's obviously three pointers. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I mean, when they get on a roll with the three pointers, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's just, you know, as Doug Moe would call it, it's a no hoper. If you're the other team, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's uh, so I, yeah, I, I, I don't watch a lot, but uh, there's certain teams and, and obviously the series I'm, I'm watching. I, I, I find it uh, very interesting. Is there a player out there that uh, is, is kind of your game is similar to, is there anyone that you see on the court that, that kind of reminds you, oh, he plays a little like I used to. Um, well, that's a good question. I don't, I'm not sure that if I really thought about that, you know, I was, I was one of those guys that uh, I thought I was pretty heady and obviously point guard. And most of the time I would, run you know i was able to run the team uh, my thing was assists and sco and scoring when um, um and scoring when i could so um yeah I, i'd have to really think about that there's no one right right off hand that just that jumps out i'm sure i'm sure there are but uh no, yeah. knowing that that, that kind of reminded you. Well, we're speaking yeah. with Chuck Williams. Chuck played eight seasons of professional basketball. He, he played in the at the University of Colorado. He just got uh, recently elected to the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame, which I want to congratulate you on that. That's, yeah, that's a huge you. honor. Chuck had over uh, 6,800, I should say over, he had 6,894 points in his career. He had 2,869 assists. He played for uh, a number of teams, including the Pittsburgh Condors, the Denver Nuggets, the San Diego Conquistadors, the Kentucky Colonels, the Memphis Sounds. He finished his career with the Buffalo Braves in the NBA. He was a all-star ABA all-star in 1973 played in the ABA all-star game and he does not have his ABA all-star uniform anymore which pains me <laughs> but he does have the ring he also played in the final ABA all-star game in 1976 Chuck is a fantastic uh signer through the mail so if you have a card you want to send through to Chuck you can get his email uh his mailing address online I'm not going to give that out but Chuck is kind enough to to sign autographs through the mail and uh it was a pleasure just to learn a little more about uh your time in the ABA and the NBA and, and talk a little uh, collecting with you well Jeff I I certainly I certainly appreciate it it's always a lot of fun to talk about days gone by <laughs> it, <laughs> it never hurts to reminisce a little right yeah, Chuck? that's exactly right all right. Exactly. Thank you, Chuck. Great. Drew, we get to put another one in the books. We wrap, we're wrapping up another show. Into July now. This is this is great. Yeah. I know. We're, we're all excited. We're a plan. We got all these good, big, big plans for the national. We're very excited. I want to thank uh, Ray Schulte, who was the director of communications from the national for coming on, giving us an update of what's going on in the national. I want to thank Chuck Williams for joining us. He was outstanding, a, a, a gentleman, a true gentleman. He was, he was fun to talk to. Um, next week we have Kunal Chopra. Kunal is the brand new CEO of Beckett. He was uh, promote, uh, appointed CEO of Beckett in uh, the end of May of this year. So he's brand new to the position and we're going to talk about his plan, big plans for Beckett. And uh, Beckett has a brand new um, corporate headquarters. Drew, have you seen the new corporate headquarters? I haven't. I've heard all about it, but I have not yet been up there. Yeah, in Dallas, they have a brand new corporate headquarters. And they have all sorts of big plans that we're going to talk to Canal about. 
Um, he was really forthcoming and it was a great interview. So join us next week when Canal Chopra, the brand new uh, CEO of Beckett, uh, joins us. Drew, anything else you want to add before I let you go? Just reminded everybody, youtube.com slash DFW Grapher. Go and subscribe. Like I said, I'm going to be chronicling my entire road trip on there. Preview video goes up on July 1st. Well, thanks, Drew. You have a great week, guys. Have a great week. Happy collecting and wish everyone many happy returns. We'll see you next week.